1: Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith.
0: Okay, Hello. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Smith.
1: Yes, that's me. I,
0: I am going to give you a big fat cold prickly no! right now.
1: No, I, <laughs> I, I don't accept.
0: You don't have a choice, Darlene. I need you to put a cold prickly in there. I unfriend you. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> Okay, Mr. Smith, I've been trying to do my little intro,
1: and he's high right now.
0: And I'm trying. I tried to share with him this really awesome story of one of you who wrote me a beautiful letter, and then he's just like farting like crazy. I got gas. He's got really bad.
1: I got gas. I got gas.
0: <laughs> and I'm like you know what? You're getting a cold prickly. You're... Have you
1: never had gas before? Uh,
0: Yes, but when you're sharing something really meaningful with me... It
1: just came out.
0: It it was mad at you. It was mad at your ass.
1: (laughs) It was angry. It was angry. It was.
0: Oh, my God. If you're new to the show, please don't go anywhere. (laughs) But This is personal development. I promise.
1: (laughs) If you watch The Simpsons, it was like Barney's burps.
0: It was nasty. Okay, so...
1: Anyway, that's Plus, of we that. haven't
0: been able to give out a cold prickly for a while, that's so true. that's a that's true. perfect reason to give one. Ooh,
1: Welcome. We
0: are going to get this show back on the Let's road. Let's get it back on
1: track. Okay. Okay.
0: We are going to talk about
1: what are we talking about today?
0: How to start loving yourself. Ooh. Kind of the one hundred and one loving yourself one hundred and one in six easy steps.
1: Six easy steps.
0: And we'll give you a bonus seven step free. No, uh, just kidding.
1: Uh-huh. There is. Wait, I do hear something free coming, though. Oh, do you hear it? I think I do. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. All
0: right, so before we get all into our topic for today, I do have a free shit alert, which thank you so much, Mr. Smith, for noticing that it was on the horizon.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm Mr. Segway Smith. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so it is going down this week. Three ways people-pleasing is destroying your happiness, why putting everyone else first is stealing your joy, and what you can actually do about it without being an asshole, right? Because we automatically assume that if we aren't – catering to what everybody else wants and people pleasing all the time, then we must be a dick or not being compassionate or we're so selfish or all of these other monikers that we adopt. If we actually stand up for ourselves, Mm
1: -hmm. we're going to be
0: talking about three major pieces that I believe are integral in shifting your relationship with people pleasing. We're going to talk about not talking shit to yourself
1: that's a good how one. How to
0: figure out where your triggers are and alter them. We're going to talk about how to stop taking responsibility for everybody else's happiness. And I have a really awesome game-changing tool that I'm going to share with all of you. And this is really so that you stop getting roped into all of the shit you don't want to do. Like... Somebody asks if they can borrow something and you really, really don't want them to because they never give it back or they always destroy things, but you feel like you can't say no. It's all those sorts of challenging Mm. topics. Or your in-laws who are always pestering you about something that you don't believe in and you don't quite know how to stand up for yourself. It's all of the ways that people-pleasing kind of steals our joy. And how can we flip that around so that we are starting to speak up for ourselves and then what happens when you actually do start doing that, you start feeling though as though you are enough. I've talked about this a lot of times yeah, on the podcast. That's one of main that main thing When you are constantly putting everybody in front of yourself and everybody else's opinion is more important than you, the subconscious message you're telling yourself is you're not good enough. Your opinion is not valuable enough to give voice to. You must cater to everybody else. We're going to flip that completely on its head. I really think this is probably the most popular of all of the workshops that I do because people really identify as being highly invested in what other people think of them.
1: Absolutely.
0: Some people really identify as a people pleaser and then others are just like, I care too much what other people think. It's pretty much the same shit. You're contorting and twisting who you are to garner a specific result or response from other people. So let's knock that shit off and do it in a way that allows you to be proud of yourself and not feeling like an asshole, not being riddled with guilt. And what all of that leads to is feeling powerful, is being confident, going after things that you want, feeling good enough to go back to the gym or Sounds lose amazing. that weight or start that business or leave Ooh. that toxic relationship. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. All of those things are pivotal. So if you want in, simply go to thejoyjunkie.com slash register and you can pick one of two time slots that are happening this week. Please do not miss it and you will want to be there live.
1: This week only.
0: Yeah, exactly. So huge free shit alert. Come hang out. They are much more in-depth than podcasts. So whatever time you sign up for, please be sure that you've carved out that time to be in front of your computer, to be with us on the workshop because there's lots of interactivity and homework you're going to have and workbooks that you're going to be needing to fill out. You will want to have all of your attention there. So join me, thejoyjunkie.com slash register. And I think that's all I had for announcements for right now.
1: Mm, Okay. Maybe we can... That means we're going to run into... Would you, rather, would you rather Right? That would you rather today is You know, we haven't done a gross one in a while uh, And I thought it was just time for, Time for something gross? Time for a gross one Especially with the way we started this podcast off Duh. Right,
0: because you're super gross today
1: Because I'm a farter Okay, would you rather
0: Your farts are mad at your ass <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm trying to do a segment here Come on <laughs> would you rather eat a can of cat food? Okay. Or eat two rotten tomatoes? Oh. With the same amount I think of I, food, it's just either a can of cat food or a rotten tomato.
0: Well, I think I would actually probably go for the cat food.
1: Me too. You
0: would too? Totally. Because it's. I think it's just we have this weird associ- association with animal food. Like it's not really edible.
1: It is. But you it, can eat cat food. It's totally I know people, edible. I don't know people, but I've heard stories of people that lived on cat food and dog food. Like if they were stuck in a storm or something. Yeah, yep. You can totally eat cat food.
0: Yeah. It's well, not
1: the healthiest thing to eat, but, but you we, can eat it. I
0: remember kids in my neighborhood, they would like eat dog biscuits. And we'd be like, ew, let me get you," But right. it really is just a cracker.
1: It's yeah, kinda.
0: It's just kind of a biscuit. Right. Yeah. It's like a crumb. <laughs> I not. I so yeah, I think I would definitely pick yeah. the cat food.
1: Me too. It, Although cat food is got a smell to it, man.
0: It's it's, it's rough. so processed and nasty. Is it so is it the type of is it like purina? Is it like the fancy shit you get only prescription at Here the you go. well, you know, we have to Let's vet this generic, a little bit.
1: Everyday, Your everyday run of the average, mill average run of the mill. Can of cat food. Okay. Are they heirloom tomatoes or? Uh,
0: (laughs) A green tomato? Screw you. Tomato? No more questions.
1: How have they been fertilized?
0: Yeah, I think just the rottenness of it, I, I honestly don't think I could even get it down.
1: Yeah, I don't think it would be good for you. I think the cat food would be healthier for you than the rotten
0: tomato. Yeah, Well, we would love to hear what you would rather. If you did not know this, I have a free VIP Facebook group for all Pawdience listeners. And you can very easily find it by looking at the show notes page for this episode. Or you can simply go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. And that will redirect you right over to Facebook. And it's just called... The Joy Junkie After Hours, and I do additional videos and content, and we have support and camaraderie and Warm Fuzzy Wednesdays and Open Mic Tuesdays and all sorts of stuff where you can get more support. And every single Monday, we talk about the Would You Rather, and Mr. Smith chimes in, and it's a, it's a good time. So
1: It's good times.
0: Again, check that out in the show notes page. Or just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It'll redirect. And let us know what you would rather for this particular week. Let's hear it. Let's jump into some easy ways to start loving yourself.
1: Me first. Let's go.
0: Okay. I think there's been so much deeper personal development that I've done on this podcast over the years. It's been, gosh, like four and a half years that we've been doing this.
1: That's crazy, sauce. I know. Wait, four and a half years?
0: In March, it was four. Dang. Yeah, March was four years. So we're on episode 220. I was telling Mr. Smith before we started, I'm like, I've never done anything this consistently except you.
1: (laughs) Ah, There you go. (laughs) But
0: that's for the explicit, explicit content. Well, I thought that since we've gotten into a lot of nuanced Topics like boundaries and saying no and dealing with family and all the different things that we've talked about here, it might be a good idea to go back to the basics. I know that with my students and my clients, especially if they're in the tribe with me, we're running the tribe right now, and my students, my God, if you guys are listening, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. You know what? Let's give them a warm fuzzy.
1: Oh, let's do it. Yay!
0: So that goes out to my current badass tribe students. And one of the things that I've noticed about how I teach is I tend to go really, really deep and give a lot of tools and a lot of in-depth things, which are, is fantastic. Yes. But I do think it warrants doing kind of a 101 or here's the basics. Here's some simple things that you can do. Just to kind of check off each day.
1: It's always nice to go back to the basics.
0: And look at, is there some opportunity for me to do some really simple things that might cater to my happiness, Mm -hmm. right? Simple is beautiful. the first thing is I want you to start creating weekly sacred time for yourself. Mm. We talked a, a few weeks ago about being stressed out. And what to do when you're super stressed. And a lot of times, what we feel really pinched for is our time. And everything gets put on the back burner, including taking time for ourselves. But I find that if I can really make taking care of myself a piece of my calendar, it's actually on my schedule then it doesn't get moved. It doesn't get shifted. That's true. If you've listened to the pod for very much time, you know that I'm always talking about the things that are of value to you, the things that matter the most to you, that are the biggest priority will be on your to-do list or they will be on your calendar, period. Period. So if you want to know where your priorities are, look at those two things because that is what is going to get... Your time and energy. You need to be on those things too. You need to be on your to-do list. You need to be on your own calendar.
1: So you need to do yourself.
0: That could be a part of your part of sacred time. That's right. I totally you think you just write
1: it. that on your calendar. Do myself.
0: You could. Do you could, that? You could do that. Yes, okay. you could, Mr. Smith. You just do whatever you want. I think you need to be put on a timeout today.
1: Oh, is that right? Am Wait, I too much?
0: You're a little too much. Oh,
1: I think. Are you, you telling me to tone it down? I
0: think you need to take it down a <laughs> notch. All right. So not calling the kettle. Stop. Sorry. I want everybody out there to think right now. When can you carve out some time every single week? Mm that you can make consistent. And I would suggest doing it around something that's already formulaic in your world in some way. Like if you have to be out of the door to go to work at 8, maybe from 7 to 7.30 or something like that, that's your journaling time, or right when you wake up, you do it, or right when you go to bed, you do it, or you take every Monday during your lunch break and that's your sacred time or right when you get home from work every Wednesday. Build it into your calendar and then what you're going to do is working on number two which is putting some time and attention into your personal D. Personal D? Personal development.
1: Oh, personal D. You really think you're cute.
0: I I feel really witty. So You got to spend some time on that personal day, baby. Do you know what I mean?
1: Um, Yeah. Actually, I do.
0: So when you create that sacred time for yourself, and you guys, it has to be non-negotiable. But when you create that for yourself, first of all, you are sending a huge message, like I was saying earlier, to yourself that you matter, that you are valuable, and that you are deserving of taking time out for yourself, And I would also argue that when you do take care of yourself, when you do pay attention to your own personal growth and all of that, you are so much better for everybody else in your world. Think about when you are depleted, when you're stressed out, when you've put everybody else first, you're likely far more cranky. You snap at your spouse or your kids or your parents. You're wildly less fun to be around. Take some time to put some energy into taking care of yourself and start as minimally as you want. But then number two is to work on your personal development during those times. That sacred time is not just about let me have a bath. It could be, you know, it could be something that's relaxation or recharging. Okay. But I want you to start creating some sort of system around your personal development. Now, I know that for many of you guys listening to this episode as soon as it comes out on Mondays is part of your personal growth and part of your self-care. Now, where I want you to up the ante is I want you to take some time to put pen to paper and look at what your action steps really look like. That's another one of the reasons why I love doing these online workshops because I will give you a workbook that you have to fill out. And there's something magical that happens when you take your pen to paper and you start crafting a plan instead of letting it just kind of run around in your mind. Have you ever had a situation where you feel super overwhelmed and the minute you put everything down on paper in a to-do list, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this on that day. I'm going to do that. And it's not like wild and chaotic in your mind, right? That's right. The same exact thing happens when you have all of these ideas that you've started gathering from podcasts or personal development, other, you know, books or things that you might have seen online. They just kind of float around like they're this good idea, but you don't have any concrete plan of implementation. That's what I want you to spend some time doing. When you carve out this time for yourself, maybe start with the podcast. If you don't, if you kind of don't know where to start, you can start with the podcast and look at journaling around any major concept that came up for you. If we're talking about guilt, let's say, maybe you just spend a little bit of time journaling on where do I get sucked into the emotion of guilt in my world? Maybe if we're talking about boundaries, journaling about where are my opportunities for boundaries and see what kind of comes up for you instead of just allowing everything that you're absorbing here to just be a good idea.
1: Yeah. It makes sense.
0: It has to be about taking it to the mat, as I like to say. Instead of reading a book on Pilates and expecting to get it ripped abs, it's like, no, dude, you have to take it to the mat. Take
1: you, it to the mat. You I have like that. You have
0: to work out in order to start seeing changes. <laughs> the same is true for this stuff. Okay, so number one, creating that sacred time, non-negotiable for yourself every week. Number two, working on your personal D, whatever that looks like for you. Now – I will also say that for myself, oftentimes I will build personal development into my day. So I will be listening to an audiobook that is pertaining to me pushing myself or growing in a way that I want to grow or heightening my communication skills or educating myself on what I'm teaching or whatever. Or sometimes it looks like me meeting with my coach. And we have a very systemized calendar built way that we meet so that I know that that is a piece of my calendar all the time. If you can do something like that, like have a coach, a therapist, a class you take, some sort of organized system, that can also really help catapult your growth. Think about if you were, let's say you wanted to learn Spanish and if you decided, yeah, I'll just kind of do it on my own. And you never put it in your calendar. You never really scheduled any time to work on it versus if you enrolled in a Spanish class that you had to show up to every Monday night and you worked on things and you had to show up prepared with homework and all of that, that's going to be far more effective because it's regimented. So honor how you operate best. That is how we succeed. Same is true for your personal development. The third thing to start cultivating kind of this love of self, this is one of my absolute favorites, have an opinion and use it. Okay. Have an opinion and use it. And when you use it, I want you to use it with grace and kindness. So this is not about now I'm just going to start speaking up for myself And just like running amok.
1: Snapping your fingers around. No,
0: it's about actually giving voice to things that you genuinely have an opinion about. Now, the easiest way to ease into this is to to actually have an opinion about the things that you tend to people please about. For instance, the small things. When your coworkers go, where do you guys want to go to lunch? And you say, oh, I don't care, wherever you guys want to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Instead oh, of like, classic.
0: I really do want Chinese today or please don't pick Thai, please don't pick Thai. Have an opinion. You don't have to be an asshole. You don't have to demand that you, they do it your way, but start flexing that muscle of giving voice to the things that you want and need. Now, if you genuinely don't give a fuck, that's fine. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the times when you know you have an opinion but you choose to silence yourself out of fear of what other people think
1: mm. now if you go to lunch with me thai is always on the menu
0: that's right yes. if you go to lunch with me
1: thai is not on the it's menu it's definitely not on the <laughs> menu yeah
0: mr smith will do everything exotic and i will do diner food right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a cheap date exotic
1: in its own right way
0: well i want i want to just kind of talk about this people-pleasing element too, because this is a huge piece of the workshop that we're going to be talking about this week. So please, please, please be sure to register so that you do not miss it. I don't anticipate right now, I don't have it scheduled that I will be running this free workshop again in 2018. I don't know. But right now, this is looking like one of the last times I'm going to do this one in particular. Okay, But we are going to talk about giving voice to things and what it looks like to start flexing that muscle of letting go of what other people are going to think about your opinion. It's not your responsibility to manage that. It's your responsibility to show up in a way that you are proud of you. That's Hmm. what I want you to focus on. So throughout your week, I want you to look at any opportunities that you can have To really genuinely, honestly give your opinion when it's asked for or when you're given the opportunity and to do it in a really kind and loving way. Okay, so we've got sacred time, working consciously on your personal development in some sort of way that's structured and starting to work with your own opinions, your own thoughts. Now, I'm not at all saying open up a can of worms. Like if... You're getting into a big religious or political debate. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when somebody says, like, what time do you want to meet up tonight? And you say, oh, I don't care whenever. When but you, really. When really, 7 o'clock would be ideal for yeah. you. I want you to do those little tiny things, okay? That
1: totally makes sense.
0: Where we send these tiny little messages to ourselves that my comfort, what I want, just doesn't matter. It's right. in those little nuanced Times. Very easy thing that you can work on this week. All right, so number four, working on your internal conversation. Now, I'm not going to go into this at length because we are covering this quite a bit at the workshop this week. And I will be giving you some of my favorite tools and formats that you can kind of run your self talk through different formulas. And look at how to start speaking to yourself in a different tone, but also with different language. Sometimes this is something I do a lot in the tribe with the deeper work that I teach, where we start really looking at semantics and language and how we identify ourselves and the wording that we use. And we start shifting all of that stuff. Because everything that happens in our mind is messaging to us. And it's also true. It will always be true that you're not good enough. It'll always be true that you're a fat ass or that it's the economy's too hard and so there's no way you can make a business work. All of that stuff is going to be true if you allow it to be locked in the confines of your mind. Yeah. It's about calling bullshit on it. And that's one of the major pieces that we're going to be discussing at this workshop because a lot of times our people-pleasing tendencies come from our internal conversation because our internal conversation tells us don't rock the boat. You could never say that to him. Don't ever tell her that that'll destroy her. Who are you to give voice to that? Who are you to speak up? You're being a bitch. You're being a dick. All of these things that we tell ourselves that we're bought into totally. that contribute to that people pleasing or that constant concern about what everybody else thinks. So, I want you to start working on your inner conversation. Now, we're going to dig into that quite a bit at the workshop, like I said, but the easiest place to look for this is your emotional state. Like, when do you feel the worst? Because a lot of times, whenever you're unhappy or angry or discontented or kind of depressed, usually there's some massive shit talking that's happening. For sure. Use your emotions as a guide and look at, okay, how have I been speaking to myself? And it's almost like, If you could stand outside of yourself and view yourself almost like a cartoon, what would be the little thought bubble above that person? Uh, uh. And what would you want to change that thought bubble to? What would be a more empowering way to start speaking to yourself? Totally. This one is probably the most important piece of personal development, period. Our inner conversation. Because it is twenty four seven, it is incessant. You're right. It is always around us. Like we can work on our relationship with other people, or our workplace, or you know all of that stuff. But we can never escape our own mind. We have to make friends with it in order to create the life that we really want. The great news is that you can. So whatever your current state of affairs is, you have actually created that. So you can create something different. Yes. Imagine what you can actually create now that you have awareness around what you are saying to yourself. Preach. Right? A lot of that negative self-talk that we breed over our lifetime, we do Without conscious mind, it's all subconscious. We develop it based off of circumstances and situations likely in our youth and then throughout series of chapters in in our worlds, we go, oh, that must mean I'm not worthy or this must mean speaking up is dangerous or I'm unsafe if I'm vulnerable or whatever. And then we make up these conclusions and then our self-talk fosters those telling us that we you know we can't open up to other people or better keep your mouth shut or don't rock the boat or all of that yeah. until we dismantle it and create a new way a new vernacular a new methodology of speaking to ourselves which is completely and totally possible i have absolutely done it yeah myself i know you have too yeah. all my clients and students they're doing it currently right now in the tribe and it is a game changer. So if you want a little bit more on that, be sure to join us at the workshop. All right. Number five. This is another great quickie in order to start cultivating some some love of self, and that is to simply do one thing, one thing that makes you proud of yourself, mm. period. You could pick anything. It could be If I walk to work instead of drive, I'll be really proud of myself. It could be if I tell my brother, no, he cannot borrow money, and I do it really kindly, then I'll be really proud of myself. If I tell my husband what what I really need from him, even if he isn't able to be that for me, I will be proud of myself. What is one thing that you can do that's attached Only to you, not to somebody else's response, not to what your brother thinks when you say, no, you can't borrow money, not to what your husband says if he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What will make you proud of you just by doing that act? It's getting more connected to the things that you can control instead of being so convoluted in how you are received, in your reception. We cannot control that ever ever, ever, ever. We can't make the partner do anything. We can't make the family. We cannot make anybody do absolutely anything ever without their willingness to do that thing or to say that thing. So for instance, what I mean by that is we can't beat around the bush and try certain things to get our spouse to love us or to say things to us. We can request that, really kindly and say, here's what I would really love from you. And we can set the relationship up for success. But ultimately it's your partner's decision. If they're going to meet you where you're at, or if they're going to accommodate your request, mm-hmm. that's why it's important for us to understand our responsibility in the matter. And, and again, we'll, we'll dig into this a bit more in class this week. And again, that URL is the joy slash register. If you want to be sure to jump on board so going back, doing something that will make you proud of you, regardless of the response that you get from somebody else, that's huge it, because it comes back to, I am proud of who I am in this world, period. And the reception that you get from other people, and if, it, if it's really amazing, like that's going to feel great, but that doesn't make you valuable. It's not like, oh, okay, well, as long as my husband does love me and does want to be there for me, then I must be valuable. No, it's just an addendum. It's a gift. It's something we get to relish as humans. It doesn't create our sense of self-worth. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm not going to go down that path as we talk about that in, (sighs) in some other episodes. But number six, the final one, is to do a relationship inventory and a subsequent house cleaning. This one is really big, and I think a lot of times we don't want this to be as, as serious and integral as it is, but it's to be really hyperbolic, this is not a direct parallel, but if you were wanting to get sober, let's say, you wouldn't go hang out at a bar and make your job a shit ton harder. Right. You wouldn't stock your pantry full of alcohol and be like, no, I can muscle through. That is exactly what's happening when you want to love who you are, but you insist on hanging out with friends and family who are negative, who talk shit to you, who don't support you, who guilt trip you. You make your job so much harder than is necessary. Is it possible to stand up for yourself? Sure. The same way it's possible for an alcoholic to not drink in a bar. That is a possibility. However, you have to work your ass off. And it's unnecessary suffering. It's unnecessary suffering. I really want you to think about who you are surrounding yourself with. Are there people in your world who constantly make you feel less than, who are huge triggers for you, who you have a hard time speaking up for yourself with? And look at opportunities to start scaling down on those relationships or eliminating them altogether. And it doesn't necessarily mean you need to have a big breakup or anything like that. And I will actually link to the friendship breakup pod because that is really huge. And that can also pertain to familial relationships as well. When you realize that you are attached to a friendship or a family member based only in obligation. Like we've they've been through everything with me, or I've known them since I was four, or it's my dad, or it's my, you know, sister. When in reality, if they were not related to you, or if you did not have that tenure behind the relationship, there is no fucking way you'd hang out with them now. That is a relationship of guilt and obligation. And that does not foster self-love. That does not help you grow as a person. That doesn't help you better who you are. This is important The same way I was Hmm. talking about your inner conversation being around you all the time, it's a conditioning method. The people around you are is important to recognize as well because you could have – let's say you do this sacred morning time and you're journaling and you're all empowered for 30 minutes once a week and then – All day at work, your chosen coworker that you go to lunch with every day or the person you meet at the bar later that night is somebody who makes you feel like shit. And now you're kind of stamping out and making null and void any of your positive steps forward. Okay? So you really have to watch what you are inundated with and with whom. All right. So those are your tasks. And if it feels overwhelming right now, I want you to just pick one and decide what you are going to start shifting, going back to the basics and keeping it really simple, creating that sacred time, working on your personal development in a structured way, having an opinion and starting to use it, working on your inner conversation, doing things that make you proud of yourself, and really watching who you surround yourself with. And you will be vastly on your way on your to some way. serious self-love. For
1: sure. Those are great tips.
0: Anything else that you wanted to add?
1: Hmm. Man, that's that's a that's a lot to chew on. I, I think it's plenty.
0: Okay. Cause I was feeling like it was kind of some good basics.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but maybe I went a little bit too deep again. I don't no, know.
1: No, no, it's just you know, like just the family one or the the relationship, the house cleaning. Yep. Like that one is a difficult one because I think people feel this really strong pull of obligation to people. Yep. Oh, well, it's my brother. I got to go hang out with him or, you know, whatever it is, they, they have this obligatory piece to that. Now yep. you can go and clean that relationship up and say, look, I really want to hang out with you. But when we do, this is what, da, 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 da. Yep. you know, you can clean it up. You don't have to just sever it. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all, that, that one, at least for me.
0: It's a tough one. A tough one yeah. It's also not supported in our society. Right, you know, we're
1: that's family. You, you know, oh yeah, you know,
0: especially in different cultures, depending on what your ethnicity is, like sure. there is so much alliance to family, mm-hmm. and that that can feel wildly unacceptable in your world. Right, but I right. I just encourage you to kind of contest it a little bit, and. By the way, if there are any specific topics that you are really curious about, first of all, we've done a shit ton. If you go to the and you use the search tab in the top right, a lot of times you can search for family conversations, you know, things like that and you'll find a bunch of other resources. Find
1: a podcast that works for you.
0: Exactly, cool. because I've done a ton about speaking up with family That's in particular. True.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And again, we'll be discussing a bit of that at at the workshop, but it is it is challenging. But there's ways to overcome it, and a lot of it has to do with that internal conversation about how you view your own self worth and speaking up. Yeah, and it's completely possible. Awesome. I have totally done it. Yeah. Anyway, so again, all the resources that you need, including those additional podcasts, the workshop, as well as the free after hours Facebook club will all be in the show notes page so you can come hang out more in depth. And I think that's everything.
1: Awesome. Great podcast.
0: Well, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith out.